Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minute. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on the Twitter machine at MFC2123. It is Friday, June 7th, 2019. And yesterday, you saw the Big Ten and the ACC announce the matchups for the upcoming 2019 Big Ten ACC Challenge. Starting on Monday, December 2nd, Miami will be visiting the Fighting Illini. Clemson's going to take on Minnesota in the Quad Cities. Tuesday, it's going to be a bigger slate of games, uh, obviously. Monday is just a little bit of primer as we get into Tuesday and Wednesday's slate. Tuesday, going to see Florida State at Indiana. Very good matchup. Iowa at Syracuse, another very good matchup. And look at this one, Michigan at Louisville, a test early for Juwan Howard to see if he'll be able to take his Wolverines on the road and get a solid road victory. Here's a big one, Duke at Michigan State. You're talking about two top five teams in the country for next year. It's probably the best game on the slate. Uh, there is one game on Wednesday that could potentially be knocking on the door at that one as well. But to me, this is this is up there, right up there as one of the best games that these two conferences will pit up against. Uh, Northwestern's going to Boston College to take on the Eagles, the Golden Eagles. And then the final game on Tuesday is going to be Rutgers going to Pittsburgh. And then... Wednesday, the final day of the challenge, which most likely will set the winner of the challenge. The conference winner, Notre Dame, is going to go to College Park and take on Maryland. Nebraska facing Georgia Tech. The Buckeyes are going to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels. North Carolina, Wake Forest is going to Penn State. This is the other game. I'd say top two with the Duke and Michigan State game. Virginia is taking on Purdue. It is yet to be seen how Purdue is going to replace Carson Edwards. I think that Matt Painter has a plan in place, but it is yet to be seen. These are, uh, I think, this game, and obviously, like I said, the Duke-Michigan State game. Those are the top two games that I'm looking at for this challenge, and Finally, the last game on the slate for the 4th of December, Wisconsin is going to North Carolina State. So absolutely loving this lineup. I love that they've continued to do this. Uh, it's a great thing for both conferences. It gets exposure. It's all over the place. Every game is on national TV. And I think it'll be a fun one. Uh, obviously, rooting for the Big Ten. Another good showing is uh, they have – traditionally been uh, right down the middle sometimes the ACC kicks their butt uh, one other note on the hardwood from yesterday Fred Hoiberg continues to add on to his roster and again as a walk-on obviously Hoiberg was late to the recruiting party I think that that has shown he's taken multiple walk-ons in his first recruiting class another in-state walk-on yesterday as uh, he obviously realizes that it's going to be difficult to get some top-end tier talent for this 19 class, and I don't 
uh, disagree with him. And this time around, the walk-on was an in-state guy, Brett Porter. Uh, the issue with Porter right now is that he suffered an ACL injury prior to his senior season on the camp circuit, and he rushed back. And Porter just wasn't the same player on the court as he was in his sophomore and junior seasons. His production fell off in his final year. I think that's why he didn't get recruited as highly as he would have liked. He does, however, have an opportunity to walk on at a D1 school. And obviously, if he returns to what he did in his sophomore and junior years, there's a possibility that Porter could earn a scholarship down the road. So obviously, keep an eye out on him as to how he will respond when he gets to Lincoln and how that knee is going to hold up while he's at Lincoln as well. Keeping it on the commitment trail, but moving over to the football side, Tom Allen and his Hoosiers kept up his little hot streak, little mini hot streak, the second commit of the week in defensive back Christopher Keyes out of Collins, Mississippi. Uh, the 6'1", 165-pound defensive back. It's a little light on the frame. He's going to need to add some muscle, some beef right there. You figure you, know, you got to get him at least to 190, I would say. I think 185, another 20 pounds would work as well. But uh, ideally, with that frame, yeah, you're probably looking at closer to 200 pounds. But that's obviously something that Keys will have a chance to work on. And, again, um, if I'm Tom Allen, I, I think I could have waited on this one. Uh, I think that Keys is not a guy that was going to go to camps and blow up. His high school numbers were not that impressive from last year. I know that numbers aren't the only thing, especially for defensive backs, because hey, if you're covering somebody like a blanket, they're just not going to throw your way. But once again, I'm going back to the offer list, and the offer list is very light the only other official offer that keys had was from jackson state and obviously jackson state's not a power five conference not even division one and again i think this is you could have played the waiting game with keys i think you could have taken a, a silent verbal from him and waited to see how other things panned out i think tom allen Made a little bit of a mistake here. We'll end up seeing you know, if Key starts getting a, a few more offers and it makes it a little bit better on that end. But at the current moment, I'm not very impressed with uh, how other schools are viewing Keys. And one other note on the gridiron, Lovey Smith's trying to dip into that USC transfer portal once again. A few weeks ago, Awule Batiku and Trayvon Sidney committed from the Trojans this time another wide receiver like Sydney it could be Josh Amorabahebe Amorabahebe was a very highly sought after wide receiver coming out of high school unfortunately injuries derailed his career at USC he just couldn't quite stay on the field long enough for the Trojans to make that big impact that everybody thought he would have coming out of high school so that Emoto Bahebe obviously would be very comfortable in Champaign with two of his former USC teammates, especially one in Sydney that was in his position group and probably has a very good relationship with. Probably one of the reasons why he's definitely looking at Lovey Smith and the Fighting Illini. Like 
Batiku and Sydney, Amona Bahebe would have two years of eligibility remaining. So it's just not a stop and go stint for these USC guys. And I have to like the chances of him getting a motor behebe, obviously losing uh, Jeff Thomas, A.D. Miller from the previous transfers as they opted to stay at their respective schools. We'll keep a close eye out on what a motor behebe does, especially after this weekend. I'd have to think that Lovey Smith would try to lock him down this weekend and not have him go visit any other schools and make that commitment official. That's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. Go ahead and give the show page a follow as well at Two Cents Pods. Like us and rate us on your listening platforms. Give us a like on that Facebook thing too. It helps. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I will talk to you on Monday, Big Ten fans.